When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino and today I am joined with Conrad Toll. And uh, we survived the crazy Texas winter storm and we're here. And today we're going to be talking about alien races, the various uh, alien races that uh, that are out there, at least speculated that they are. So I have uh, an interesting book that was supposedly made for the uh, the Russian army, Russian military, for the KGB agents, for an organization called Smirsh. And I will be getting into that. Uh, what do you got, Conrad? Well, I was just looking up the, the main uh, types of aliens. Uh, I've narrowed it down to about four different categories. So there's the, um, the reptilians, the greys, uh, and then the the other two there. Very, very similar. Let me see if I can get these names right. The Altarian and okay the huh okay <laughs> uh, the toss toss Tau Tau oh boy Tau Sir I don't know yeah I think it's Tau Sarans Tau Tau we're probably gonna mess up on a couple of these names because they're, they're a bit confusing mm-hmm. they're a bit confusing so so th- those are the four of the categories I found overall I think there's somewhere around a thousand and something different types of aliens but uh, these ones are the four and and a lot of those different types are some variation of reptilians so i just wanted to yeah there are a lot of different reptilian Mm -hmm. uh subspecies if you will so there's a ton of different theories on especially reptilians reptilians are the ones that have well i don't know grays are right up there reptilians and grays are (laughs) definitely the most common types so Um, the stereotype for reptilians are they're shape-shifting creatures that have infiltrated our government right that's one of the things that you hear a lot and And the grays telekinesis or telepathic powers telekinesis yeah yeah and then the uh the grays are always uh considered to be the ones that abductors yeah yeah so those those are the uh, the common common stories. So a general um, thread behind all the reptilians. So uh, I guess that that'll be a big part of it is where all the reptilians came from, and then how they all split from there, and, and then the other ones that are out there and the different um, hopes for humanity. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> when all is the, there when any? All the, um, you know, it really. I mean, there's hope. Yeah, the, the answer is no. <laughs> I think I think there's some hope. How realistic is the hope? I would say not too realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, who, do Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? All right. Um. So the idea is that the 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 planet Earth, which is generally referred to as uh, Terran, 
um, Terra. So it, it was um, seeded by aliens. The aliens came and they put different creatures on there uh, and they, for some purpose, which is fairly unclear, but there, there's been many different theories, obviously. Um, one of those theories is that it was to create uh, some sort of, uh, we've, I think we've covered this one before. It was to create just labor work that they would then mine a little bit of the Earth's resources and then just left and then left their labor abandoned and took what they needed and, and left and didn't care what happened to the discarded uh, species that were left behind, which would be the reptilians and the humans and all of that and all the other uh, animals. And then another one would be that there was a different purpose to try and create a particular thing. Like it was a, a lab in a sense. It's just a big uh, project where they created many different types of uh, sub sub races, yeah. So that will be why you have so many different types of sub races, and, and the theory is uh, many different of the sub races of um, reptilians are very similar to humans. And the idea is that as the reptilian uh, process went on, they added in human DNA to try and get some of the benefits of humans and reptilians mixed together to try and create a better hybrid. Exactly what this hybrid is supposed to do, what its end goals are, and who's doing it. That all speculation as far as I can tell. Uh, another theory is uh, that the, the reptilians themselves are were trying are um, are doing it to conquer humanity and that it is reptilians that seeded other sub races into so that there's uh, a big faction of reptilians out there that's like okay we're going to conquer this world and we're going to do it by implanting some reptilians and then take it over from the inside. So there's a big three uh, hypothesis on uh, reptilians and humans and their origin and all of that. Um, the greys are generally considered a, a group that's out there just observing from afar, coming in, taking samples, just overall plain scientists. Um, not really too invested, not really friendly, but not really helpful either. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say friendly, but they're not really looking to dominate the world. Yeah. The, I think that's more not, of the reptilian thing. Yeah. Then the Altarians are um, they're more aloft. They don't, they're, when it comes to appearances, they're much less um, prominent. They don't really have any dealings or any want or they don't have any interact reason to interact with humans at all. Uh, and then the, the Taosians... <laughs> They, um, Teosias, they are, <laughs> they're more of a, they're generally considered a, uh, benevolent. Yeah. They're, so yeah, a benevolent group and, and that they, for, they, they want some sort of a co-op, um, as soon as people are ready to co-op with them. Uh, so I, I believe that what well, Nicholas Te Tesla is uh, theorized to have been one of them. And so it, that what they would do is they would trade, um, things like, technology in exchange for cooperation and that they hope to build a, a co-op between the, the two races and build power upon that. Um, and, and do, the, do you the, think Elon be, Musk is one of them? You know, that would make a little bit of sense, but I don't think so because generally... Well, you the, know he yeah. wants to colonize Mars, right? Yeah, yeah. See, here's the issue I have with Elon Musk is he he's uh, he's is pretty weird, but the, the idea with the... Uh, 
okay, maybe he could be. He maybe he could be, but he would have to be a rogue, <laughs> a rogue uh, Teosian, um, one that doesn't quite go with the, the rest of the the you know, group. I think he's a human alien hybrid. That's what I think. He yeah, he could be. He's ju- he's just really weird, dude. That that is for sure. All right, so um, there. So I guess to start off, uh, I would I want to generally cover the the reptilians. Um, of the the subclasses, uh, there's uh, I guess two prominent ones. There's the uh, Saosaurians. Those ones are more like the the primal ones, the less advanced group, uh, and they're generally I think considered um, extinct. That they were more of a around in the days of the the um, dinosaurs. And what they and this theory goes that they were created alongside with the well, not maybe not created, but maybe um, introduced, um, imported. <laughs> alongside the same uh with the dinosaurs and and that it was um and that what they are described as having tall taller foreheads but not like the tall gray foreheads not like the the bulb bulb shaped heads but more like um the 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 back of the the um, brain extends outwards back so it's kind of like their their heads are elongated and not bulbulous you know uh, and that they're they're pretty much they're they were as far as reptilians go uh, pretty peaceful they didn't they didn't really do much they didn't build a whole lot they were kind of like the generic um, starting place uh, the the base ones um, and not a lot's known about them they've just been found a bit in archaeology but the the fossils that have been found from them do link them being well before um, any great apes so. Or apes in, in general, so they they predated uh, apes. So it, it's interesting because they are humanoid, but they're not apish. They're they're definitely more of the reptilian type. Um, a lot of the the reptilians though have a an a underground like feature to them. They prefer being subterraneous, and that actually ties in very well with a lot of Mars theories that the Martians are all subterraneous as well. Um, <coughs> And the idea is that somehow they went from being these um, Saosaurians to being the uh, a different group of reptilians known as Alpha Draconians, which is named after a solar system. I don't know exactly too far how far away they are. the I, The system used to be the nor, nor the the North Star. So you know the the North Star is the star that as the Earth rotates at night, it's one that stays. Uh, directly above the pole so it doesn't actually rotate it stays in the same place well the poles uh over the the earth have shifted uh, the, no the pole that the earth rotates on has shifted and so the north star that we have today is not the same north star that we've always had uh, and the one that it used to point at it is the alpha draconian uh, uh solar system so that's what they're they're named after is the old north star and <laughs> um, but the idea is that these uh, Alpha Draconians have evolved to the point that they finished evolving uh, and gr- growing in technology and all of that to the point where they left Earth and went and colonized different areas and now uh, and now are trying to find a way to subdue humanity before humanity gets to the point where it becomes a uh, galactic power. So they're generally considered the the biggest of the baddest bad guys when it comes to uh, reptilians. That's the uh, 
Alpha Draconians? Yes. So it's kind of interesting that in all of mythology, uh, dragons are considered evil, right? Right, right. <laughs> Which I always thought was a, a bummer growing up. It's like, well, what dragons are so cool. Why can't they ever be the good guys? But <laughs> I think I think I know why now. <laughs> I love dragons. Yeah, dragons are really cool. But the uh, let, me ask, let me ask you a question that yeah. doesn't apply to this at all. But do you ever did you do you think that dragons ever existed? Well, yes, maybe not in the way that they're portrayed in fantasy, but something very similar because you don't think there were like these giant flying snakes in the sky. Uh, yeah, I think there was probably something of that sort. If not, then giant sea creatures that looked as though they were flying but underwater like, or something like, like that because nessie. Look, like nessie because i i really don't think that people if you look at fiction it's generally not too awfully creative it's like right, well this right. has its it's not like it's purely um uh, of its own making that everything is there's something purely original out there everything has its origins in something else it seems the closest I can think of to being something being purely original is actually um, Frankenstein's monster because that was something that was based on a nightmare that the author had. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they had this terrible nightmare and the, the, wanted it was to the scare classic. everybody else with it. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the, the most known scene from – or chapter i guess <laughs> of the of the story where um the frankenstein doctor fellow raises the monster and it's like you know right. the, it's, it's it classic yeah, yeah it's classic so that that i think is like the only thing i can think of in fiction that is actually very original everything else has its origins in something else so i wouldn't be surprised at all if dragons didn't have its own origin somewhere Man, we should look into that one day. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I I always look at fiction and and uh, take fiction with a, a you know they say take that take this with a grain of salt. It's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe you should take uh, fiction with a little bit of. Why does it have to be salty? <laughs> <laughs> what am I eating? Some pork while I'm trying to uh, decide whether or not I believe this. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's just some sort of an inside joke that we were talking about pork beforehand and how it's too salty anyway <laughs> no but I, I generally think that at some point some uh, sort of form a dragon existed because in even in chinese history the first emperor the first emperor of china was a dragon transformed into a human to rule and to teach people language and writing. So that's really cool. And that alone kind of makes me think, okay, yeah, there, there was some kind of a dragon around. Mm -hmm. And the, the, my, the thing about the reptilians, and I, I guess I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but I, I might as well jump in right now. You give me a good seg segue. Is that the, the, one of the theories that the reptilians are infiltrating humanity in order to conquer it, um, that theory goes on to say that 90%, if not more, of the world leaders are reptilians. <laughs> oh my so, god, was the first emperor of China a reptilian? That that's uh, that was my segue there that <laughs> you gave me. <laughs> um, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> and, and the idea is, you know, 
everybody's like, well, you know, obviously that guy's a reptilian uh, when it comes to, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. But then you look at other politicians, you go, these people are so far out. That's right, right. So crazy. <laughs> but you've uh, seen the videos, just like I have, like where you'll see a, a minute of a YouTube video where a guy claims that, look at his eyes, they're red and they look reptilian. Right? You, you've seen those videos yeah, before. At yeah. least you've seen the thumbnails for videos like that before. So I, uh, yeah, I, it's going to sound crazy if I admit it, but I do think there's something going on as far as uh, maybe some alien cover-ups uh, for uh, high authority in our government. Uh, there's a, there was a joke that happened back in, I think, 2012. And there, there oh, was Obama? this person. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't Obama. It was um, one of the guards that Obama had. Uh, people were because his half his face was covered, but the the face, the, the much of his face that you could see, really looked like a reptile. I mean, it looked like he had skin. His jaw was very sharp and pointed. Yeah, and yeah. Elongated. I, I vaguely remembered that. And it was at the time of the sequester cuts, and somebody said, and 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 in. <laughs> And in the um, the statement, one of the people uh, in the government said um, was saying, "No, we don't have aliens that are guarding the president. And even if we did, um, and any alleged guards, alien guards that we have, uh, any projects like that will be uh, will have its funding reduced during the sequester." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh. But yeah, alien cover-up when it comes to uh, the government is a, a tale as old as time, <laughs> it seems. Um, I ran across this one. I'm going to skip ahead again. I'm skipping all over the place, but they, they all right. tie in together, so I, I really can't avoid it. But the group, um, the, the Taosians, apparently at one time made contact to President uh, FDR, so um, Franklin Roosevelt, um, and said that if he would collaborate with them, uh, they would give um, technology and protection inside the universe from uh, the other aliens. And he turned it down because one of the stipulations of the agreement would be that he would have uh, the all the countries would have to be peaceful at, with each other, and they would they wouldn't be fighting with each other. And that just didn't work out at the time because well, Roosevelt died before World War II ended, and then. It, uh, on the heels of World War II, it was directly into the Cold War and then atomic energy and all of that. It just wasn't the best of times <laughs> to be going around saying, yes, we're going to say uh, sign a, um, a, a blank check of yes no more war sort of a thing because it just wouldn't didn't seem reasonable um but there's um but with the grays uh, that that was with the other group the group that looks very humanoid um the uh the teo teo cows uh teo Sians, teo Sians, mm -hmm. and the um the uh, the Greys apparently have made a uh, contract with the government. You know the they're the ones that you see in all the Area Fifty One uh, memes and whatnot. That they are trading um, privileges. For instance, the government will let them collect samples on cattle and that sort of thing, and samples from uh, civilians, and so they get research grants, and in return, the government gets technological. Uh, uh, gifts to groups like NASA and whatnot. So um, 
<laughs> but then they would be the reptilians would be making uh, those decisions because the theory goes that the reptilians make up 90% of the government, at least according to Putin anyway. Because Putin said that 90% of the world is controlled by uh, 90% of the world? 90% of the, the world's um, leadership is composed of reptilians. The quote allegedly connect to uh, Putin. I can't find where the... Uh, <laughs> He's over here, officer! <laughs> it never fails. Every never episode. Fails, no. <laughs> And the funny thing is, I could be sitting here with, in the, before the podcast goes for like nine hours. I won't even hear a single siren. It's like, oh, Eric just called. <laughs> the sirens are coming. It's like, what, two or three every podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they, just, they just know when you're talking. I'm going to go quickly back to the, um, the reptilians and, and just to cover a few of the different subclasses of reptilians so people kind of get the feeling of like how um, diverse they can be. Uh, there's the, the Botans. They are they're, – they're more primal than the alpha, alpha draconians, but they're kind of – they're kind of like the – described as being a lot more aggressive, a lot more dangerous. Um not as good at hiding um, and change, sh- shifting. They have much longer, almost uh, rat-like faces. But the, you know, the reptilian. But you know how like a rat has that long, pointy snout. Uh, it's more like a. Have you ever seen a, a snake with a, a pointy snout? I've never seen a snake in person ever. Uh, well, yeah. have you ever seen pictures of like a pit viper <laughs> or, or something where it has those little dent- indentations on the end of its its nose? Well, it, a pit viper has them under its eyes. Um, you've, have you seen a snake, how it has nostrils? A, a close-up picture. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. That's, yeah. that's the kind of a face that the, I see. they have. It's long, it's stretched out, but they do have ears. It, it's really weird. Yeah, they have ears, but they're they're not snakes. They're, they're reptilian, but they're not snakes. And they do have ears, but they do have reptilian eyes and kind of an elongated face. So I'm, it looks more like a rat, but it's like a rat with a, a reptile. Um, a lot more aggressive, um, and they're kind of like the um, they're partners with the draconians, and, and they're the. I guess subservient group. They they do a lot of the dirty work. They live in uh, the subterranean, particularly. And I think you'll like this, Eric, in caves in East Texas. Yeah, that's uh, the caves. You know, the, there's a lot of caves in Texas. Um, for those, well, you know, the the what are the caves that are really close to? I think it's New Braunfels. Is it? Like they they they're famous for the oh the, the national cave. caverns or whatever it's called yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've never been those, to it but those cave um, formations go all the way through Texas and they're known for holding subterranean aliens so I know exactly what I will not be doing I've actually always wanted to go uh, cave exploring ah uh, yeah. I suppose, but uh, I, I kind of wanted to, but then as a kid, the, we went to a bat cave, and then I realized how bad they stink, and then I'm like, you know what? I'll pass. Um, what other kind of um, reptilians do I have here? I got Agarians. Um, oh, never mind. That is just a different kind of... That's just a different t- kind of alien. Those are not reptilians, though they're a lesser-known group. That's a group that 
is eaten by reptilians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's burrs. Those ones are also a subterranean group, but they are almost never seen on the surface. Those ones are almost always seen in mines, um, especially coal mines. You're going over quite a lot of the races that I have as well, actually. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, it just... It, it, it's actually kind of amazing to know that most of this information is not as hidden as you might think. Like, it, it's actually kind of crazy to see that uh, that you can get all these races. Or you can find out a lot about all these races because it, it goes into detail. And it really does. Yeah, some of these I kind of take with... A, I take with a lot of salt. <clears throat> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because some of them will be like, and this is their I found <laughs> one website that it gave like their 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 um, heart rate and their temperature, their body temperature, and then their, now how would you uh, know that? Yeah, that's like the first question. Like, okay, if you're gonna tell me that, you gotta give me sources, okay? Because I like, ain't taking that. If you have one. their heart pressure or their heart rate, uh, where's their picture at? Show now, me. Show. Do you have DNA? There, there is um, one of the sources I ran across uh, said that there was an alien, uh, a benevolent alien who claimed to also be a reptilian living in Houston, uh, blending in. Uh, and and they said that they were not a bad reptilian and that they wanted uh, that reptilians actually weren't um, evil, which I, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so we have a person alleging to be a reptilian and alleging that reptilians aren't evil um, and from Houston. So I have learned not to believe everything I hear in Houston. I don't trust I anybody have, in Houston. And generally when somebody, I say actions speak louder than words. And if there's a bunch of people out there being saying that oh, reptilians attack more than other kinds of aliens, I kind of, anyway, anyways, a little bit of a tangent there, but um, what was I talking about yeah yeah so when it comes to the weird amount of information given if this reptilian person said yeah i'm a reptilian and the way that you can tell that i'm a reptilian is my blood temperature runs two degrees higher or something like that i go wait a minute aren't reptilians cold-blooded <laughs> <laughs> i guess you'll never know with with uh, them being an alien race well you would think that they would be because a lot of them have lived in on the Terran, Terran, Terrandin, Terra for millions of years, right? And that they've evolved with, uh, from dinosaurs and with dinosaurs, um, that you would think that they'd be cold-blooded like other reptiles. Anyway, chameleons. Maybe they adapted. Kind, maybe that's another kind of uh, reptilian that's um, known as chameleons. They're the ones that are known to best be um, looking like humans, hence the name chameleon. Um and I would go ahead and throw another group into that category, and those would be the men in black. Mm. Uh, I would say that those are probably a type of chameleon. I have a completely different category for men in black. I, I, uh, okay, maybe. But I am <laughs> leaning very heavily to them being some kind of reptilian because... I am, I'm well, leaning towards them being robotic oh that is a kind of reptilian as well there are cybernetic reptilians there is there are terminator ro reptilians out there <laughs> i think they're yeah. under the classification rep reptilioids rep reptilioids so there's as you can see that there's dozens and dozens of types <laughs> of reptilians uh, so yeah yeah there's, there, there's a lot um then i think there's one group that i haven't talked about very much 
and I'd like to touch on them, is the Altarians. Those ones are not a lot to know about them, but they're the blue aliens that are like the greys, you know, uh, they have this, the, the, you know, they're known for the, the weird pupilless black eyes. They're, they have the smaller heads than the greys, but they're, uh, they're blue and greys are generally, would these be like avatars? Yeah. Um, but they're generally thought to be more powerful than the reptilians and more powerful than the greys. And the only reason that... Oh, boy, those are fighting words right there. And the only reason that they're less um, influential in alien pop culture is <laughs> that they have very little that they want from us. So there's plenty of room in the universe for them to be somewhere else. Um, they're considered to be more evolved, that they have... And I don't know where th- somebody got this information, but I thought this was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, that they've got to the point where they control the bacteria that lives inside of their um, systems so that they've eliminated all the unuseful bacteria and they control the evolutionary process of bacteria so that bacteria that forms is not harmful to them and have always beneficial, eliminating disease entirely. Sounds like the many chlorians in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think it gives them magical power, but it does say that they do have that they they have transcended the physical as as much as more than the greys and are more um, of a interdimensional being than even greys. And greys are known to be interdimensional, but reptilians less less so. I don't. Th- I've never heard of an interdimensional reptilian. Have you? Uh, I've heard interdimensional beings, but not a reptilian one. Yeah, so I think that greys and altarians are generally considered higher forms of aliens as they are interdimensional and reptilians are not. Interesting, interesting. That's, that's really good. Uh, which one of them? I I, th- I forget which one. I th- it may be multiple. I, w- I tried double-checking this, but I lost one of my sources, but I'm pretty sure that both greys and reptilians are known for being vampiric but not you know drawing blood but drawing life energy that kind of vampire. that sounds like a reptilian thing to me yeah but, but it could you know, this, be great, this, this goes back to my okay so like clearly reptilians are vampires and vampires rule the world and the world is um you know so like the, the royal lineage is reptilian and therefore um, Rasputin is a reptilian who helps like the royal crown. It like all comes together, man. <laughs> <laughs> that it does. And I believe you said you had a quote from Putin. Yeah. Uh, well, that was that 90% of the world. Oh, that uh, was it. Yeah, that was it. Put- I found three different sources saying that Putin said that, but I've never actually found the audio Putin saying it. So interesting. I kind of, I kind of want to believe it because Putin is that kind of a guy. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I guess this would be a good time for a break. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to get into my book of alien races that the Schmirsch uh, KGB uh, agency had. And yeah, we'll go through that after the break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 
And we're back from the break. So, like I said, I was going to go ahead and talk to you guys about this amazing book that I found. Now, this book was reportedly in the possession of Smirsh, which is S-M-E-R-S-H, in 1946. It contains vital information on alien races, and a lot of them, actually, Conrad have uh, talked about, but this book contains 138 pages. The Book of Alien Races was translated from Russian into English by Dante Santori, a former specialist uh, forces sergeant from Europe. This secret book has created a major stir among researchers. The USSR throughout history has been a treasure trove of information on ETs and their crafts, and uh, they're ready to pick up Conrad as I'm speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the original 1946 book was written to inform KGB agents on the various alien races who had visited our planet and also was used as a notebook by secret agents as they constantly made additions and revisions to the original information over the years. Now, I did a little extra research and I wanted to know a little bit more about Smirsh. So Smirsh was an un... Uh, Umbrella organization for three independent counterintelligence agencies formed in the late 1942, uh, perhaps even earlier, but it was officially announced on April 14th, 1943. The name Smirsh was coined by Joseph Star uh, Stalin, and the main reason for its creation was to subvert the attempts by uh, German forces to infiltrate the Red Army on the Eastern Front. Now, this organization was officially dissolved on May 4th, 1946, but I think it went on secretly, and uh, you know about these secret organizations. They claim to have put an end to it, kind of like the remote viewing for our uh, military, but a lot of a lot of credible sources are saying that the military is still doing uh, stuff like that. But anyways, I have a list of alien races here. And uh, I think you might have already mentioned this one. This is the Argarians. Did you mention the Argarians? I don't believe so. Argarians. So it is a group of Asianatic or Nor Nordic humans whose sources claim discovered a vast system of caverns below the region of the Gobi Desert and the surrounding areas thousands of years ago. Um, let's see. The Alpha Draconians, which you did mention are the, uh, the reptilian beings who are said to have established colonies on Alpha Draconis. Like uh, all reptilians, these claims have uh, origins on Terra, that's here on Earth, thousands of years ago. A fact that uh, they used to justify their attempts to retake the Earth for their own, and they're a major part of a planned invasion which is uh, eventually turning from covert infiltration mode uh, into a human hybrid program. And uh, I say that's probably going very well. I think there's been a lot of reports. I think, I can't remember his name. There's a guy that's written at least five books on uh, alien-human hybrids. He kind of mentions the, the reptilian races. The uh, the next one is the am amphibians, similar to the Sauranians or reptiloids. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is going to be confusing. Yet to being uh, humanoid creatures with reptilians as well as amphibian-like uh, features are semi-aquatic in nature. Have you ever heard of these? I might have, but I... I... Honestly, they sound like pretty cool creatures. <laughs> semi-aquatic in nature. Hmm. The next one is a napkin, uh, also referred to as the elves, short for elder race, or simply the giants. Uh, referred oh. to... 
yeah. Are those also heard? known as um, uh, uh, the Ankim? Amkin, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them, but uh, I, they did not come up in my uh, research this time around. Yeah, they have various different names, but um, since they're referred to in ancient Hebrew tradition, this race is allegedly tied in with a branch of ancient humans who broke off from the mainstream humanity because of their vast size, which had developed over the centuries, possibly as a result of a genetic anomaly similar to humans in looks, but said to be as tall as 12 feet. Uh, reports uh, to still be in existence deep in cavern systems below western part of America as far north as Alaska, as far south as Mexico, and as far east as Texas. How about that? Um, I'm Okay, so it goes from Alaska down to Mexico and as wide as Texas to what was... How, how far west did it stretch? Did it stretch all the way to the Pacific? Or was it just along the Rockies? It just says western part of North America. Okay, so it sounds like they're mountainous. Mm, yeah, they could be. We've got some mountain giants here. <laughs> uh, well, that's another race that's allegedly uh, in East Texas. Uh, what was the one you were saying? Uh, I was saying that in the uh, the subterranean uh, reptilians. So we might have two different races in East Texas. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the next group here is the, let me see if I can say this right, Adro- Adronidus. Adronidus. Uh, the Adronidus Council ordered all extraterrestrial presence on the planet, in the planet, and on the moons to completely, wait, that doesn't make sense, and on the moons, yeah, completely, to be completely out of our space, I see. Uh, they want everything that's ET malevolent or not off the planet. So I, these sound like, um... I don't know, space police, <laughs> alien police. Interesting. Uh, one race that we've talked about before is the Anunnaki, right? We've, we've talked about the Anunnaki before. Yes, uh, a, you'll go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say uh, it's a group of deities that uh, appear in mythological traditions of ancient Sumerians and Babylonians, that kind of thing. Uh, King Nimrod. As, as we covered before on the show, was a worshiper of Anu. And uh, unlike Abraham, he did not believe in an unseen deity. So Nimrod wanted Abraham to worship Anu, the most high known as Elion Elion El. That's the name of the deity. Very interesting. So what were you going to say? Uh, I, w- I was just going to have you recap what they were. So you, you were, and I noticed that, oh, wait, nope, he's going to do that anyway. Never mind. <laughs> well, I remember when you were talking about uh, there was an alien uh, race that came down to Earth that created a slave race to mine gold and stuff. That was the Anunnaki. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, there's another group called the Arcticans. Have you heard of the Arcticans? I have. Uh, um, are those the... Um, okay, so maybe that's a little different because I, I ran across the Antarcticans, which is very different, I probably, I'm guessing. Uh, it might be the same thing. Let's see. This is allegedly a secret area of operations for both humans and reptilian beings. It's widely believed that this is where UFO ships are at. Some of these UFO ships are made by a blonde-haired race known as the Arcticans. Arcticans, uh, also known as Nordics or Antarcticans. Yeah, so they go by the same name. Uh, they're also known to have perfected mind control. Uh, another group is called Antares. 
an alien group that was affiliated with the Montauk Project, but only as observers. They look human, but with a scaly face. So these are reptilian sub sub reptilian beings. Uh, one of the uh, another one is the Butas. <laughs> I found this name pretty funny. Uh, I think I think I think uh, those ones are. Um... Oh no! Never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking of the um, the Bootians. Uh, very di- a little different. <laughs> See these ones are. There's a lot of very similar names. Yeah, these are the B U T T A H S S. Batals. Anyways, beings that dwell in spiritual darkness. They may be in intellectually developed. The Batals are normally associated with nightmares, abductions, and taking of small children. They usually come around at night. The gray aliens do the abductions fall. Oh, they fall into this category, but not limited to them. There was a visitation long ago by the Batas, and they are generally believed to be negative, powerful, and aggressive beings. Hmm. So they're a group that the so the grays are a subsection of them. I believe so. I believe so because they said the gray aliens who do abductions fall into this category, but are not limited to them. So yeah, they're probably a subcategory. So it, it's just uh, another name for aliens who abduct. And and they are, it seems as though, it doesn't quite say that they are um, telekinetic, but it does seem as though they have something with that because it said that they were highly intelligent and Mm. had negative energy or something like that. Right. Which is something (laughs) that's been reported of gray aliens before. Uh, Another group of aliens is the Cetians. Hope I'm saying that right. It's C-E-T-I-A-N-S. Cetians? I don't know. A, uh, a human race of Mediterranean or South American appearing, appearing tan-skinned humans. <laughs> very, so, very similar to Caucasian humans on Terra, except for slight differences. Slightly pointed ears. Higher physical density for their size. I don't know what that means. Are they heavier? Is that what it means? Um, yeah. I think that's what uh, well, I'm trying to say. Physically density. Physical density for this. I think this is trying to say that they're bigger or uh, I don't, way heavier. No, density just means that there's more weight per square inch. So, I don't know, they're buffer? <laughs> Slightly broader nose. Their average height is 5'5". Five five. Often okay. wear short... Yeah, often wear short Roman or crew-style haircuts. Their home planet... Sounds kind of like uh, uh, elves. It, it does, right? Their home planet is in the Pallades Star Cluster. Interesting. Do do all Mediterranean or South American appearing tan skinned humans are historically they have from pointy this? Pointy ears. Pointy ears like Star Trek. How was the name of that Star Trek character? Spock. <laughs> so are Is all he Mediterranean looking? He, I guess he's tanned. He's tanned looking compared to all the others. Does that mean my uh, race is is inevitably from these these alien uh, creatures? You're telling me you're a reptilian, Eric? <laughs> it doesn't say that they're reptilian. Yeah, I, I know. I don't have that, point, that I don't thing. have pointy ears either. <laughs> That's true. But then again, you keep it covered by your beanie a lot. Maybe it's just those are your fake ears. <laughs> The world may never know. And it says that they are short. How tall are you, Eric? I don't know. My driver's license says 5'6". Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was saying that they were shorter, wasn't it? Around that you, height. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sounding like an elf alien here. 
That's pretty never cool. Quite, never, never quite thought, thought you sounded like Spock, though. Does it say anything about these um, aliens being devoid of emotion and <laughs> strongly uh, reliant oh, on it, senses of logic? It, it says that they hate being married. Uh, <laughs> are you making that up? Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This is getting way, way too specific here. Um, yeah, that's all the information I have on it. It seems to suggest, in my opinion, that different groups of races that we have came from specific alien races, which is not the first time I've heard of this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if you go as far back, that really old saying, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe there's some some truth to it. I don't know. Well, wait a minute. If men come from Mars, w- where did all the men on Mars come from? If there weren't no women, maybe the original race of men could bear children. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what they mean by that is there was um, reptilians that lived on Mars, and there were um, <clears throat> greys. Uh, not greys. Um, what was the other group? Um, Teosians that lived on Venus and they took strands of their DNA and like blended them together and that the strands of the Teosian are more prominently found in the human female and the strands of reptilians are more really common and more commonly found in men. Perhaps. Uh, ooh. Just so happens my, my next group of aliens here is called the, the Venusians. <laughs> Venusians, a group of contactees, told stories in which they claimed to be in contact with friendly, light-haired, light-skinned humans from the planet Venus, as well as other planets in the Earth solar system. That's all the information I have on that one. Uh, one that you did cover here, the chameleons, right? Reptilians uh, genetically bred to enable themselves to appear human. Also, less humanoid appearing reptili- reptilioids who use a form of uh, techno- technosis? Spell technosis. I haven't heard of technosis. Um, modular shape shifting or laser hologram to produce an outward human appearance. Did you come across that description uh, for <laughs> chameleons? No. Uh, I, I kind of found um, chameleons as being a group that could possibly uh, be uh, British monarchs and also reptilians. And I was like, oh, I see. Uh, Chirions, they are slightly taller than humans, but they are more delicately built. Like the majority of species on their homeworld, the Chirions are hexapods, possessing four legs and two arms. I wonder if this is where the... Oh, what is that that, uh, that really old... Menatar? Is that what I'm thinking of? That old. There is. Are you a- thinking? Are you thinking of uh, Minotaurs, the Greek mythology um, yes, half bull thing? I wonder if that's where they come from. The mythology comes from for that. Hmm. Because those things are like ox men. They've got the. They're humanoid, but they have a, a big, uh, long horn-like head with uh, the big curving horn. Doesn't say anything about their heads. But the, the description of four four legs and two arms kind of sounds like it. Um, next up, we got the Idiros, an underground race that some believe to be human, while others see them as non-human. These are the beings uh, from which our legends of leprechauns and trolls come from. 
Unlike the Tyrios, the Dirios are considered to be demented beings. They live in underground cities and even under the sea. The Tyros are the masters. Interesting. This is where the huh. legends of so, Leprechaun. So what were they called from. again? The uh, Dero's, D-E-R-O-S, Dero's. They, let's see what else there is. They are alleged to hatch from large eggs and considered to be obese from birth. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Learn something new every day. Huh. So they're Americans? <laughs> I don't believe Americans hatch from eggs, though. Um, well, I see. Um, yeah, I guess they don't. <laughs> The next group here is the Dorse, a race that grows to a max height of 0.5 meters. Wow, that's not big at all, is it? They visit Earth at least 250 times. They come from Cassiopeia, where they live, where they have two home planets. They eat their, they eat other alien races as well as humans. Their race is at least 4 billion years old and they have been in a constant state of war with another alien species for 2 billion years. Last sighting on Earth is November 2001 in the Italian Alps. Interesting. God, to be in a war, in a constant state of war for 2 billion years? Well, I guess it depends on like how um, the war, uh, because there's technically North and South Korea are still at war. There has not been a peace treaty signed, only a ceasefire. So it really depends on the war, you know? Okay, you could have a war for a couple hundred years. You could have a war for maybe a thousand years, but two billion years. I I have a feeling that there was long periods of nothing happening in that. (laughs) Because or do you, I, I can't, do, you, can't do you think have, that time simply moves differently for them? I mean, we are talking about space. <laughs> so, so like uh, they're moving in slow motion. Ah, or maybe they're like their YouTube videos where they're just at triple speed. Oh boy, that would be a really long fight. Because um, uh, I, I I can't imagine them being like at a constant war, but maybe maybe that would be what it would like. It'd be a, some sort of a, a hellish uh, war where it's just constant uh, trench warfare. You know, <laughs> could you imagine if like World War One stretched on for millions of years? I can't. I can't. It's like everyone spends twenty or thirty years of their life in the trenches if if they survive. Mm. Jesus. That'd be terrible. <clears throat> the uh, the next group I have here is called the Invisibles. Now I found them pretty interesting. They come from the constellation Mensa. This race is known to have uh, seen near high security areas. They are almost completely invisible to the naked eye. Both the U.S. and the Russian military have developed technology that allows them to track them down on radar. Three things are. Only three things are known about this race. One, that they leave a sour smell when they're near. <laughs> so, did it, is it a smell like sulfur? Sour. But it, it just it sulfur? just says sour smell. All right. Uh, two, when they are near windows, you can see their reflection, kind of a smudged reflection. Uh, and three, when dogs start barking for no apparent reason, it's because they're nearby. Oh, wonderful. I mean, I got three dogs here, and they're constantly barking, so I'm sure I have a couple of invisibles just laying around in my backyard. Yeah, I could... <laughs> well, I know dogs that never... that 
maybe there's dogs they are followed around by aliens then because I know some dogs that bark nonstop when and so they'll be taken somewhere and you can just hear them bark and bark and bark and as soon as that dog leaves another dog will come and then it'll just be fine and quiet <laughs> so I, I don't think that's the entire answer for it I'm pretty sure that there's some dogs that just bark their heads off for no reason. They just stare out and describe everything that they're saying. <laughs> Isaiah, the sky, it's blue, blue, there's green, a leaf, green. There's a leaf floating <laughs> by the window. Yeah. They, yeah go, maybe. they go nuts when there's a cat nearby, though. But, you know, you can tell the difference, I think, with how dogs bark when they're barking to uh, when they don't really feel as though there's something threatening they're just like letting things know their presence like there's a difference between the dog seeing the neighbor and the dog seeing something sneaking into the yard when it barks you know you can you can hear that sound difference the uh the thing that gets me is every once in a while you'll see a dog that stares at something kind of like in the corner of your room uh-huh. That yeah. that always intrigued me. Like, what are they staring at? Are they just glaring out like we do occasionally, or are they actually seeing something here? But I've seen them. That they'll they'll be looking and they'll glance down quickly, like they're tracking with something, and they'll go back to the corner and they'll stare and they'll stare, and then they'll glance over somewhere else, like they're tracking, and then back to the corner, like if there's something invisible tossing things around, or maybe invisible to us, but they can see it. It definitely something to think about. Interesting. Well, the uh, the last group I have here is uh, let me see if I can get this right. So, uh, Soli Peace Ray. Soli Peace Ray, maybe. <laughs> How would you pronounce that? It's S O L I P S I. Soli Peace. Soli Peace. I can't think of why. <laughs> Maybe maybe I bet, to I bet one of those P's is silent. Silent. I think that last P is probably silent. So so you think it's more like solely C? I I bet. Or maybe it makes a more of a um, an F sound because you know P's make weird sounds when they're in the midst of all sorts of letters and stuff. I'm I'm gonna go with solely C and then uh, Ray solely C Ray. Anyways, they come from the constellation um, Cyg- Cygnus. Peaceful and harmonious race. They have one main leader, and his name is, uh, I'm going to say Martin. I think that's what I was trying to go with. Y-M-A-R-T-Y-Y-N. I'm pretty sure the Ys are, or at least the first Y is silent. God, these names are so weird. I'm going to go with Martin. (laughs) (laughs) When you first said Martin, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It has a weird name like Solisi's. And then the guy's name's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's spelled so weird. Anyways, Martin is their leader, right? Their civilization is 2 billion years old. Once they were at the same level of uh, development as we are, they have no colonies and they are completely focused on developing on, on the development of other planets and races. So they help out other planets. They have one powerful weapon, which the book did not discuss, but it keeps them from being destroyed and conquered. But they are better known. <laughs> Here's the thing. They are better known as the Greys. Wait, the Greys are left alone because they only have a secret weapon? They have one powerful weapon that no one huh. likes to uh, apparently mess 
with them because they have. <laughs> uh, they only like to help develop other planets and races. They have a they have a leader named Martin. <laughs> I bet I bet I know what it is. Okay, now I've got a better idea what the <laughs> weapon is. <laughs> what is it? I was gonna say it's a magical sword. Mm, yes, yes. It's a sword called Excalibur. Forge from the stars. Interesting. Could you imagine if they gave Bigfoot Excalibur? <laughs> Strength and in, uh, un, undoling blade. A blade that can never be cut. Never be broken. It, it'd be never the, be broken. Especially if it was magical and it just Actually, really that's not true. Size. Apparently Excalibur was broken in half once. Uh, well, according to some legends, and in some legends, the sword that he pulled from the stone is not actually Excalibur. It was a different sword that he got at a different time. Were, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The It's definitely two different swords. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion. Excalibur is not the sword he pulled out from the stone. But, so, um... So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> was, 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 um, was Arthur a reptilian? <laughs> Uh, no, but I think Guinevere might have been. You know, that makes sense because I think in the original story, um, she was a squirrel or something that got transformed into a human by Merlin. Mm, The legend I read, Guinevere was not the name of, you know, one single person. It was a, a group that was called Guinevere's and it was three girls. Uh huh. Apparently, well, get- apparently, Arthur married Guinevere the <laughs> second. So, is that just like a different word for concubine or something? I don't know. I have no idea. That it would explain why it is that um, Sir Lancelot was like, well, I suppose if he's got so many, he could uh, lend one out, right? I'm a good friend. <laughs> could you borrow this from him? He's not using it right now. I need I need to uh, send you that book that I told you because I'm about halfway on it now. Slowly reading it because I keep forgetting I need to finish reading it. <laughs> but anyways, that was all the alien. That's not all the alien races in the book, mind you. There I could have did a, an extra day of research and probably gotten twenty more races for you guys. But those seemed the most interesting to me. So um, theory time. Well, hold on. There are, there were handwritten notes left in the book. And, um, well, there was two messages. So the first message was, the Kurs showed up again, signed Washington, D.C. Second note says, the Kurs are not supposed to be here. What's going on? Question mark. Are there more plans being set for 2017? And that was the end of the second message. Interesting. Now, I don't know what major events happened in 2017. Uh, uh, Trump was sworn into office. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't remember a lot happening in 2017. It was a pretty, pretty quiet year as far as events went. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that no, there was not more things planned for 2017. Now, if we waited uh, three additional years, but so, I'm speculating. Theory time. <laughs> theory time. We were, we were saying at the very beginning, uh, what hopes lie for humanity. So... And I said none. <laughs> so I was thinking, if it was that, you know, the, the idea is that humanity might make it... Uh, I, so the, the hope is 
or the I guess success survival would be that humans are eventually able to do extraplanetary um, uh, exploration, are able to join the table, so to speak, with all the other aliens and throw off the the reign of the reptilians and establish self um, sufficiency. Uh, self-reliance, I guess. I don't know. So what would, um, in order to get there, what, what do you think is the, the biggest, the biggest challenge would be the reptilians, obviously, right? Or is that? Yeah, I think these the, alpha draconians are probably the biggest threat to us. So they're the reason, like you were saying earlier that there was, they were waiting, not waiting, but they were going to do a, they have subterfuge first, and then there's an all-out evasion invasion later. Right, right. What is you think the best defense? The best defense against them? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Do you think that the government is trying to make deals with the Gray? Well, to get the Gray secret weapon on their side. I don't believe the government has good intentions. Period. Yeah, so, <clears throat> and if we're going with the idea of the because if we're talking about reptilian world domination, right? Uh, we're also giving the theory that reptilians are already, at least the chameleons, are already in our government. Right. I don't have much faith in there being a Coo. defense against them. Because yeah. they wouldn't allow it. They would not allow it. So then I guess the next question would be, so the, the only thing that, the only defense then would be, outside hell since there's going to be no internal resistance really or how do you uh see yourself as being a valuable slave eric how, how do you th- propose like in your future job interviews where it's like excuse me there human why do you have value of living like how how do you see yourself selling yourself in a post conquest um at Oh, let's see. I can make delicious pizzas <laughs> that they would enjoy eating. I would have a a big supply of peanut butter in my pantry for them to oh, uh, snack on. I have run out of peanut butter. Oh, that's not good, man. That is terrible. Not good. I I almost had a panic attack, man. I have I have I think about four peanut butter jars and one um oh what's it called? I forgot. Completely forgot the other kind of peanut butter I had. Almond butter. Oh, almond I love butter. almond butter. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think I would uh, kind of weasel my way in with food. Hmm. Try and be a chef. <laughs> yeah. So, because uh, I'm thinking that if you're gonna get conquered, like the best, how how does one prepare to be the best subjugated subject and get the most out of your conqueror? It, do you do the ask not what your conqueror might do for you but ask what you could do and hope that your conqueror is happy with you (laughs) (laughs) if if we're we're going back to kings and slaves then the king needs thousands of slaves for manual labor right so i'm sure a lot of people will fall under that category so i guess it's a a a good reason to stay fit Yes, I suppose so. What do you think our best defense against it would be? Um, it it would have to be through. Um, I'm gonna say the the Vietnamese style, which is 
So how did Viet, the Vietnamese win against technologically superior uh, group? They just made it so that it was not any fun taking over. So you, know, you hold on and you just resist beyond what is reasonable until everybody packs up and says, you know what? I'm going home. So I think that's really the only way that you can do it is through an indomitable resistance. So if you look at you know statistics and all of that and the results of the Vietnamese war and all of that, it would not be a very fun resistance. It no, would, no, it wouldn't. It would take quite a bit of uh, expenditure. You would use up a lot of supplies. I imagine you would expend all of your peanut butter very quickly. It would, <laughs> it would take a heavy toll for sure. I don't. I, I hope it wouldn't be anything near the one million years of World War One that we were talking about earlier. Uh, I also hope that is not the case. Uh, uh, how? How? how Could you imagine being the first generation in a world war, an eternal world war? Like, okay, this is going to go on for a thousand years or a million years or whatnot. And you're you're the first one, and you know that it's going to go on for a seemingly inter- eternity. And you're going to do your bit, and it's not going to make much more than a drop in a bucket. <laughs> but it's the first drop in the bucket. I don't know. Boy, that would be quite the daunting uh, endeavor. <sighs> so like you were saying earlier about the... N- no reasonable hope. <laughs> No reasonable hope. But also when you're talking about how a certain reptilian group almost sounds like they're the vampires. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that vampires are a subspecies of these reptilians or do you think that they're completely separate beings? I think reptilians do have vampires in them. Yes. Uh, I do think that they're a subspecies of reptilians. But I don't think that all reptilians are immune bullets uh, i think that i think that you'd find that some of reptilians are um require the whole wooden stake and uh, garlic and running water and whatnot but <laughs> uh, i don't know i suppose break out your chainsaws and start making <laughs> anti-vampire skewers crazy crazy to think about well <laughs> You know what they said, um, uh, I don't know how World War Three will be fought, but I know that World War Four will be fought with fists and sticks and stones. Is it? I thought it was brimstone or something like that. Um, I will Google it. <laughs> uh, Albert Einstein, I know not weapon, what weapons of war will be used in World War Three, uh, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. I see. <clears throat> hmm. Ah, I found a closer to the quote uh, for uh, Putin, though. Um, hmm. Please it, tell uh, us. And naturally, I can't find it now. Ah, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> okay. It, it, according to sources, uh, Russian president said that 95% of the world's ruling class are not even human, but are cold-blooded hybrids, uh, members of an ancient cult. He would know. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. Apparently, he mentioned George Soros by name. Really? It's um, interesting. He said that he was not one of them, and but they are afraid of him. <laughs> They're afraid of him. 
That would that would be interesting. Our our greatest hope against the <laughs> alien invasion is Putin. <laughs> Who would have thought? Maybe that's what the whole Cold War is about. Putin's- Do you think? No. <laughs> Putin's like, I'm going to build a stockpile. You thought I was doing this for the Americans. No, 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 no. I mean, why do you think there's so much underground nuclear testing? I don't know. And they're trying to nuke out all of them reptilians. Them subterranean. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know a week before we had the crazy winter storm, I was looking up everything I could possibly find on underground cities that were created by governments uh, um survival uh councils there was one in finland that they made that has <laughs> it has a uh, a basketball court in it which is interesting all right but i suppose i guess that'll conclude today's episode got anything left to add uh, uh, <laughs> oh oh yes yes i remember bigfoot Apparently. He's the leader of all of them. And his name is Martin. <laughs> well, um, I, I wasn't thinking that, but no, that uh, Bigfoot is apparently one of those groups that was dropped off um, it, with uh, all of the original, uh, what do you call them? They were like, so what I would think is, so if he was showed up with when all the reptilians showed up at the very beginning, right? And he's been around all that time, and he was in the lore and the the old um, all that. Maybe maybe Bigfoot is the guy who's dropped who started the whole thing. You know, maybe like Bigfoot's behind all of this. Maybe he's the one who created like the reptilians and all of that. I mean, it all it's all all tracks lead back to Bigfoot. You just never can quite quite uh, chase him down. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, reptilians, uh, dinosaurs. What about dinosaurs? Ah, yeah, dinosaurs came uh, were the precessors to reptilians, apparently. The iguanodon, you know, the iguanodon, or of it, the dinosaur. Apparently, it was the predecessor that all um, reptilians. That all said. reptilians came from. Yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Well, guess that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. What do I usually say? It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You tell them where they can find us. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Sometimes you ask for uh, suggestions on what you want us to cover next time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You can reach us at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Send us an email for suggestions or just send us emails in general. Um... You can find us on iTunes, Spotify. What's the other one? iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, those are the major ones. Still trying to work with uh, Google Play. It's a little bit weird, but yeah. Well, it's because they're run by the reptilians. They don't want you exposing them on their platform, nonetheless. Damn Zuckerbergs. But yeah, that'll conclude today's episode. So thank you so much for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. See you next time. Mm-hmm.